Hello and welcome to Along for the Ride. Another week means another episode of the podcast. I'm Greg, he's Mark. Hello Greg, how are you? I'm very well, very well indeed. Good. Another week of riders basketball. Yeah, lots going off in the in the world of riders. Lots of things to talk about, think about. Yeah, so we had we had a home game. We, we did. Had, we had an away game. Yes, another one. Yeah, so, you know, home and away, two games to discuss, and, and we will do, of course, uh, but not just with ourselves. We have, you know, the input of a few other people, um, including Coach Rob and Zach Jackson. Yes, got a, got a new name for him as well. Yeah, we you know how every time you meet with someone, you come out <laughs> with a nickname. I do, yeah, yeah. It's... Take my word for it. It's it's a name. It's an affectionate nickname. So yeah. we've what, just remember we've got the the president. Well, the president, we've which got is obviously Darian Nelson Henry. Yeah, he's the president. Uh, we're still not sure what his player number is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm still figuring that one out. Um, we've got Nimble Kimble. Nimble Kimble. Otherwise, yeah. aka aka the butcher. The butcher. Um, we've also got another nickname, not a player, but of course the BFG is a nickname. BFG, yeah. So, yeah. So um, we've come up with one for um, speaking to Zach Jackson a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll kind of share that with with the two people that's listening to this podcast. Um, when we've we've gone through that, if you listen to the interview, you might be able to work it out for yourself. Maybe. And of course, we're going to discuss all things riders. Definitely. So welcome aboard as we once again go along for the ride. And we're going to start, as always, at the beginning. So, just I guess before we, we jump into to the comments of Coach Rob, just to highlight that obviously we did have the two games. We hosted Manchester in a high-scoring affair, um, which was a win, 102-89, before travelling up to Scotland, not to play the Glasgow Rocks, of course, but instead the Gladiators of Caledonia, where the BBL side lost 89-81. So we're going to hear the thoughts of Rob and of how he felt the weekend went, and I guess a bit of wider news surrounding health. Definitely. That, that seems to be the theme um, very much of this this podcast, I think. Health uh, um, seems to be, you know, around that discussion. So, yeah, shall we, shall we jump straight into it? Let's dive right in. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm pleased to say I'm down at practice with Rob Paternostro and the guys um, today. Uh, Rob, good to see you as usual. Um, just um, initially, just some reflections on the past weekend's games, how the guys performed, uh, results, etc. Look, I saw Friday night, um, you know, we had a, you know, maybe a rough start first few minutes, but after that I thought we controlled the game. I thought, um, you know, Manchester was a high-flying team coming in here, feeling really good about themselves, had a week off. Um, so, you know, I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I also knew that the fact that we were at home was going to really benefit us in a lot of ways, and I thought it did. Uh, I thought our shooting was very good. You know, we hit the three-point shot from distance, and I thought for the most part defensively we were pretty solid. You know, that's a team that's really tricky to guard, uh, but we took advantage of, 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 of what we had on the interior against them. I thought the guys were really smart with that, so that was a, an excellent win, and um Certainly great, great to be back home. Uh, uh, Sunday, you know, Glasgow, uh, a team that didn't play uh, Friday night, kind of kind of waiting for us up there. Um, you know, I knew they'd be really hungry after a, a loss they had at Cheshire the week before. Uh, but, you know, when you look at that game and watched it back now, uh, you know, first half I thought we should have been up by more. I thought, um, you know, we... I think we might have been up one at the half. Uh, I thought we should have been up more. And I think, you know, that's where we, we got to do a little bit better job being up on them. But, 
you know, back and forth game. I thought, um, you know, their players are difficult to guard. I thought uh, Sloan was uh, was excellent at times, hit some, you know, tough shots, tough bombs out there. Um, and I thought that, um, you know, the, the weekend probably got to us a little bit. You know, Zach and Connor, I thought by the end of that fourth quarter, you know, really had trouble with movement and stuff. And it's part of the schedule. That's what we got to deal with. But um, with that, all that being said, and then we had Moe's injury, which was um, really, really depressing uh, at the time. Um, but with all that being said, you know, two minutes to go, we got one point lead. And that's two road games in a row where we've come down to the last few minutes of the ball game at Bristol and at Glasgow where, you know, we just need a couple plays late. And, um, and we didn't get it. So it was disappointing. I think um, when you look at the league this year, I think a stat that I saw is uh, if you, London's 3-0 and on the road. If you take them out, the rest of the league 7-21 on the road. Seven wins and 21 losses. So getting road wins is going to be very valuable, uh, you know, come May. Uh, the first thing I said to the guys in the locker room after the game was we have 31 games in the league to go. So, you know, last year we only played 27, so we're still not even near there. Um, so there's a, a long way to go and a, and a lot to be said, I think. Um, uh, but for us, it's, uh, it's frustrating because, you know, obviously we weren't healthy this weekend with Derek not being there, and I thought it really showed up on, sa on Sunday. Uh, so we just really haven't had the full, the full group together yet, but um, you know, we got to play better uh, in, the, in the closing stages of, uh, of these road games if you want to get the W. I mean, I agree, agree with everything you said in, in, in relation to it feels like um, we're into the season now full on and injuries has been a real problem. Are you able to update us regarding Mo, for instance, Robert? Or? Yeah, it doesn't look good. I mean, you know, that's we're waiting to hear back from the doctor. But right now it looks like it could be a real serious one. I don't want to speculate too much. But, um, yeah, uh, it certainly wasn't a good feeling on Sunday for all of us when it happened because, um, you know, we've all been around the game a long time and when you know when it's a serious one or not and uh, we really felt for him at that point but um you know the thing about it is when you do this a long time some years can be like that you know i think when you look back at last year i was reading many times about our offensive abilities our defensive abilities our intelligence what a team but you know what we were healthy i know we lost darian a little bit early but for the most part we were a healthy team and i think when you talk about success and winning and losing health goes a long way and I think um, that's one of the areas that we got to get better at we got to try our best to stay on the court stay healthy uh, because uh, we feel like when we have the healthy team um, we're a whole different animal to deal with so you know we'll hope for the best for Mo but um, you know certainly leaving the floor on Sunday uh, it didn't look too good yeah, that's really sad for him and hopefully. I mean, do you think that kind of when, when players know, don't they, teams know during games when a player goes out like, like he did, do you think that kind of takes the air out of the team and almost deflates them and might be partly responsible for, for the kind of how we've closed out that game, do you think? Yeah, I don't think I want to use it as an excuse in a way of certain plays that we made or whatever, but there was definitely a... You know, it was definitely tough to, to see that. And when we started to realize, you know, how serious it may be, I think, um, you know, it definitely affected all of us, really. But uh, I, I still think that, um, you know, we got to figure out ways. I, I, I said to the guys today, and it's the same kind of message I've been given for a long, long time here, um, nobody cares about your troubles. Um, 
You know, just like maybe last year when you were 40 and five, you didn't care about beating up the team that was injured. Nobody cares, you know. So um, if you want to walk out of that Glasgow game and say, well, we didn't have him or this guy was hurt or that guy was hurt, well, that's just not going to fly here. That's uh, part of the game. Um, obviously, they're factors, but um, you can't let your mind um, go down that road. Uh, your mind has to be ready to win and deal with whatever you have to deal with. I think you're right, and that's perhaps the cruelness of sport, that you're right, that, that's a mantra that's often repeated, nobody really cares, although health, and the man, the man, the people involved, not to lose sight of that. Just, just briefly, um, on the game against Manchester, Zach's first game for a couple of weeks, put up 20 and 10, 75, 75% for the three-point line, what a warrior performance, I thought. I thought he was great, it was interesting because he didn't practice for two weeks straight, um, he's been hurt, and then he told me on Thursday that he's going to try on Friday. And Zach's as tough as they come. You know, we've known that over the, the three seasons he's been w with us here. He's a tough, tough guy, and he was awesome. And I think he, him healthy gives our team a whole different dimension, 6-7 wing out there. And, um, yeah, it was nice to see him rise to the occasion. Just looking forward, then, to this forthcoming weekend. We're, again... Home and away, uh, Friday, Sunday. Bristol, we know it only feels like we play with them the other week, and we know they're very physical. And if we kind of a little bit short-handed, how do you see this this forthcoming weekend's fixtures? Well, I mean, last time they played us, they shot the three pretty well, made some outside shots. We got to do a better job there, and um, it'd be nice to be home. You know, I think um, that's the first part of it. Is we're excited to play at home. Four out of five on the road to start the season, nah, that's unique. I've been around the game a long time, all different sports, and it's very rare that that's, that's how your season starts. Actually, five of six when you think about the Champions League. So being at home hopefully will give us a nice boost, and we know that uh, they're a team that gets onto the glass. Um, obviously with Mo, you know, where he's at, and maybe shorthanded there, that's got to be uh, – you know, real big effort from us against them, and um, it should be exciting to, to, to be back home and play again. Rob, as usual, thank you for your time. Appreciate it very much. Best of luck at the weekend. Thank you. So that was the uh, the thoughts of Coach Rob on the two performances um, for the team last weekend. Um, kind of thoughts about that, Greg? Uh, and, and, I mean, I guess, I guess. What, one thing I should always do is thank uh, Rob for making himself available. Um, I'm a guy who turns up at training and, and he's always happy to speak to me about his thoughts regarding teens' performance. So, And again, kind of listening to him doing that, that interview, I always think he's incredibly articulate, thoughtful, analytical about the game, um, gives an honest um, assessment of the game. Um, and it's clear, you know... Um, you know, health is, we're kind of really struggling with it at the moment. And, and again, I think I, I can't remember whether I said it to him off, off air or prior to recording. I mean, I've been watching the riders for some 30, 30 odd years now. And I think it's the worst string of kind of health issues, injuries that I can remember um, during my 30 years of watching. And, um, you know, the fact that we've, we've not had a, since the start of the season, we've not played a game where, you know, kind of every player has been available. Yeah, always difficult. Obviously, you recruit a team that you want to be on the floor. You don't recruit a team that's going to be on the the, the injury room, so to speak. Um, Derek obviously didn't play 
Friday, um, food poisoning. Um, obviously, been eating too much Surrey, Surrey sushi. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you know, we'll have to take the blame for that one. Um, also, didn't make the trip up to, to to Scotland for the Sunday game. You couple that with Zach um, coming off a back injury. I have to say, I thought it was outstanding on Friday. Great performance. Um, and I think one thing he. He, he will talk about is that especially in the first half he felt great and then maybe you know it, it sort of tailed off a little bit but in the in, certainly in Friday I think you, you couldn't necessarily tell that it was a guy that's struggling with his back I think watching the footage on Sunday you could tell there was a guy I think a few times you saw him sort of hold his back a little bit and maybe yes. grimace on landings and things so you yeah. knew he was struggling with it um Connor similar um yeah. when was the last time he played 21 minutes or well, 21 and a half minutes and didn't attempt a shot yeah, I mean that was that was something that just kind of jumped out at the stats uh, when I was looking when we were looking at it um, up here, up at Scotland. Uh, played twenty one minutes and it, and it and kind of not took a shot at all. Um, I wonder, like like you said, it's it's a good question. Was last time that, that he did that? And again, to be very 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 clear, that's not a criticism or negative on him. I think it's just an indication about how his body's feeling. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I think he probably saw back, probably maybe not 100% confident in that, and maybe he feels like by moving the ball that maybe helps the team a little better uh, than maybe, maybe shooting the ball. Because we all know that Connor's a great shooter when you know when he's in, in rhythm, and he likes to shoot the ball when he's when he's in rhythm. So I think that's probably more of an observation of his body than, than anything else, absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, Derek didn't play. Um, Zach... I think was playing through the pain. I think Connor was probably playing through the pain. And then obviously Mo broke down. Yeah. Um, I think memory serves are roughly six, seven minutes left in the ball game. Yeah. Um, he went down. Obviously, I think it goes without saying, but we're going to say anyway, you know, our thoughts go with Mo and hopefully it's mm. not as serious as first feared. Although um, I think his reaction, Rob's reaction, the players on the bench's reaction probably indicates it probably is a pretty serious one because I think Mo's, of the age and the experience, he knows his body. Definitely. Um, so I think we know it's probably, unfortunately, um, you know, serious. But fingers crossed that it's not and that we're all wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously when that happens, you know, then another player down, um, you've got a couple of players playing hurt, one player missing in Derek. It's, it, it starts to pile up a little bit. Yeah, I did I did say in an interview, I think, um, I mean, Rob's right, and it's a kind of a, a phrase you hear a lot, nobody cares. And and, and at sport, that that's why sports is quite cruel in, in many ways, um, because the opposition doesn't, the, the opposing team doesn't care. Uh, and that's, that's, that's um, the stark um, reality of, of playing professional sports, really. But, you know, I was keen to kind of, let's not overlook the individual in, in that circumstance. And we do care very much about Mo, and hopefully, you know, things are are not as as, as bad as they appear to be. It's not just necessarily that people don't care. I think it's also people will forget. Um, yeah, it, it, just this, look at look this, at the results. Well, this time next year, some yeah. people will look at that result and they'll yeah. forget. 90% of the people that played in general. Definitely. Um, the fact that people played hurt or didn't play were missing, etc. That, that that would just get lost, especially when you look in a couple of years' time. You know, and and health is important. I think you know, to, just to to leave the riders for a minute, which you know we shouldn't do on this podcast. So I'll keep it brief. But to look overseas at the the biggest of the big leagues, the NBA. I think when you get to playoff time, often the team that wins the NBA championship is just the healthiest team Fittest left in the competition. Yeah, um, and I think this is no different. Obviously, on a smaller scale, I'm not mm. saying that we were in the NBA, but. It's a similar thing, you know. You know, keep your team healthy. You can do good things, and that's one thing that Rob spoke about last season. Um, he saw things about how we good, 
you know, we were offensively, how good we were defensively, how intelligent we were. Um, but he said we were a healthy team. Um, Darian missed a little bit. But other than that, we were pretty lucky with injuries. I'm sure people played through niggles, etc. But people weren't missing games. And, and you compare it, we've, we've already, what, three, four weeks in, had more issues this season with health than we did in the entirety of last season. That's that's so true. Yeah, so um, that's the... Anything else we need to say about the two games um, from last weekend? No, no, no. I think, you know, I think one thing, just highlighting just how phenomenal Zach was yeah. on Friday, having a couple of games off, walking through a practice, and I saw him shooting on his own with, with Coach Will Maynard rebounding for him. And that's all he had, but, yeah. you know, going into that practice. So I really want to highlight that because... I think sometimes Zach doesn't necessarily get the credit that he's doing that he deserves. So I just really want to highlight how fantastic that he was on Friday in particular. But how fun the game was. You know, t- both teams got up and down. It was yeah. exciting. It was fun. Yeah. Does that kind of cue us talking about Zach into the interview, shall we? Shall I guess we? it does, yeah. yeah. So, we, we, so you know, alongside speaking to Rob, you were a little bit greedy. I was. And you, 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 you grabbed a little bit of Zach as well. Yeah, so a little here, bit of Zach time. I guess here we go. Here we go. Okay, so I'm just down with speaking to Zach Jackson uh, for the next couple of minutes. Zach, how you doing? I'm all right, just trying to get back to 100%, working on my back and stuff like that, but I'm doing all right overall. Generally speak, asking about then, how, how's your back feeling? Tough weekend you just had. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely been giving me some problems. It was good enough to play, but during like second halves and stuff like that it was starting to bother me but I'm hoping by this weekend I'll be able to turn a corner and get back to 100%. The game against Manchester you'd not played for a couple of weeks numbers 20 and 10 man um, 75% from the three. Yeah. yeah that was I mean like I said by the time the second half came I was a little worn down and stuff but I definitely just wanted to play and try to help the team win and stuff like that I knew it was a big game we needed to win at home and stuff like that. So how's the team generally feeling, kind of the loss up at Glasgow uh, on Sunday and with Mo's injury? How, how would you say kind of the feeling is across the team currently? Uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not the best mood around, but we, we know we got a, four games in the next two weeks that we can really kind of try to get some momentum going. It's uncharacter- uncharacteristic for us to lose this many games, but we know we got to just lock in on a few things and we'll be able to come up with those close wins at like Bristol and then the one we just had in Glasgow. Absolutely. So I'm, if I could just take you right back from Kansas, Wichita. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Kansas. Uh, nobody knows where that's at, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, what was the question again? Just, just really, where you're from originally, where you, where you were, where you were raised, etc. It's a, it's a, it's a town similar to Leicester, about. 400,000 people not not it's the biggest city in my state but it's not a big city but I like I, I'm from there and I'm, I'm I found out while I was over here in England that I am kind of country I could by the way I talk and stuff like that I found out I had an accent I didn't think I did my whole life but yeah I mean I love I love going back there my whole family's still there same city same house that I grew up in and stuff like that so yeah so I understand just got the one brother yeah, I just got an older brother, uh, Nathan Jackson. He he's super helpful in terms of he helps me train all that stuff. He's he used to play himself uh, at a high level as well. Okay, so when did you start playing ball? Uh, I guess seriously then is that where's it where's it come from? Seriously, 
I mean, I think I took it serious by like the age of five. I was getting technical fouls and and all that stuff by the age of five. But I don't believe you get technical fouls. I don't think I've ever seen one called against you, Zach. I got one last year up in Plymouth in the playoffs, but yeah, I've definitely tried to tone it down a little bit. But just playing with my big brother and stuff, you know, I got that little brother syndrome. So, you know, I'm a, I'm aggressive. I was competitive early because he's he's three years older than me. So we were we were going at it. I was going at it with him from an early age, whether it was on a little six foot goal or ten foot. We've been going at it for a while. So, and then you went to the University of Nebraska, the Omaha Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small D1 up in Omaha. We're in the uh, same city as Creighton University and uh, about 45 minutes from Nebraska. But, yeah, we had – it was my only – it was my first offer out of high school. And then I ended up getting more after I had already signed. But, yeah, I went there at 17 and didn't do much my freshman year but was able to to learn how, to, how the game worked and adjust to the speed of the game and was able to develop for sure. So uh, moving on from from there, I guess, then you went to uh, first pro season in Ukraine. What was that experience like? Uh, it, it definitely it definitely made me more appreciative of everything. Honestly, like the the organization wasn't the best ran organization, but I was thankful for the opportunity to play over there. But you know, it was it was rough, way more physical than I had ever been used to, and then just. The country itself is just, you know, everything that's going on there now. It's, to me, it's not surprising, you know what I'm saying, after living there. So I was 20 minutes from Russia. One of the city I was in pretty much doesn't even exist anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, I still talk to some of my Ukrainian teammates over there. They all good and everything. But my first year, it was just it was just different. It was a different style of basketball than I was used to, way more physical. And obviously the language barrier, I didn't hear English for, like, seven eight months my coaches didn't even really speak English so it was just it was just a different adjustment being 22 over there but I'm glad I went maybe more appreciative of of everything honestly and then opportunity came um to come come move to Leicester uh your first season that that was a bit difficult tough difficult uh to come here I just remembering um kind of again you struggled with injuries is that right Zach yeah, so I had I played pretty much my first year here through an injury, through a through an ankle injury that we didn't know was I knew it was bothering me, but I didn't know how serious it was. And so by the time March came, uh, they told me it was like I needed immediate surgery, and I was pretty much playing on that all season. But coach coach was gave me the opportunity to come back and after the surgery and stuff like that, which I'm pretty I'm pretty thankful for. And still, I mean, that first year back. Uh, the second, my second year here, it was so like an adjustment, like getting back in shape and stuff like that early. But I'm definitely glad I was able to come back and be a part of that season last year. Sec- second year was fantastic season. Uh, the whole team just, just seemed to gel together so brilliantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, coach does a good job of putting together a group of guys that's like get along. And that was also a thing that was missing in Ukraine. My team didn't really get along, so it was nice to be a part of a team that got along both on the court and off the court. But we still, I mean, we still get along this year as well. It's just, I think we just need to push each other a little bit more and not not be so friendly with each other, you know, and be more, uh, hold each other more accountable and stuff like that. And I think we'll be all right. Okay, you, you do seem, from from the, from the kind of where we watch your game, you seem a quiet guy. How would you describe yourself, generally speaking? I don't think, any, I don't think anybody... <laughs> that actually be around that's actually around me describes me as 
quiet, but I mean, I'm just not doing all the media stuff. <laughs> that's just not that's just not what I want. But like, I'm talking to my teammates all the time, and you know, my and now when I'm at home, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too quiet. Like everyone thinks, it's just I'm just not in front of the camera all the time. But other than that, like if you've been around me, you don't you don't think I'm quiet at all. Like I'm the guy that argues and debates everything. Like making fun of people you know I, I'm I'm not I'm not as quiet as people people perceive what sort of things gets you going now what sort of things gets you go I mean in, interesting I'm just gonna ask you about uh, in the UK this month black lives history kind of from the UK um, what's what's the experience I'm just interested because I've not got that perspective Zach um, growing up young black American in the States thoughts about that uh, I think the experience is kind of different depending on where you're at in the States so the state I'm from is a conservative state, but the city I'm in is a liberal state. So, like, I went to high school, and I think, like, the the demographics were, in terms of most populated in my high school, was the first was Latino, and the second was African Americans, and the third was uh, whites. So it's like, I grew up in a very diverse, I went to high school in a very diverse high school, so... It's just the different, it's just different, it's just different where you grow up on, and a lot of, a lot of stuff you got to make your own decisions about. It's definitely something you're conscious of as a black American. Like your parents teach you how to how to move correctly. Like you know there's certain things that you're not supposed to, that you can't get away with just because based off of how just the system is. It's just kinda like, you know, like if a cop pulls me over I might be a little more wary than a normal person. But, you know, as long as you're respectful and stuff like that, it's my parents have taught me basically to put more responsibility on myself than expecting other people to take care of me and stuff like that but it's it's definitely it's definitely different but i think i think it's too highlighting in terms of like i don't know there's also there's always something that you can do to help change like the tide of things i believe so right so thanks for that um so in relation to i suppose widening it up of things off the court um Who's the funniest guy on the team then, would you say? Because I've heard it's you at different times, but I'm, I'm just wondering. See, how can I be the funniest on the team if I don't talk? That's what I, that's what I don't get. But, uh, I mean, I'd definitely be joking. Mark is hilarious. Mark, uh, Mark is hilarious. People think he doesn't talk either, but he's he's hilarious. Kimball is just – Kimball probably got the most energy and just says the most outlandish things, but – yeah, everybody's pretty funny in their own ways, which I think it makes it fun to come to work and stuff like that, for sure. But, I mean, I would say me, me, Kimball, and Mark probably the funniest on the teams. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, uh, thanks for finding the time to sit down with us. Just a, a little conversation. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Double header again. Bristol, we've already looked at them once. You didn't play that game. That was a game you missed. Um, thoughts about coming this forthcoming weekend? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a big weekend for us. Uh, well, we get to play at home against Bristol, which is a quick turnaround from the loss we had up there. And they've given us problems over the last two years, so we know we're going to have to be locked in and we're going to have to be really aggressive. They, they play really aggressive against us and stuff like that, and that's going to be have, something we have to focus on going into the game. But I think we'll definitely be ready for the games this weekend, for sure. We The sense of urgency, I think, will be up in practice all week, knowing knowing that we got to turn this thing around, for sure. Hey, Zach, really appreciate you uh, spending time uh, with the pod. Uh, really appreciate and best of luck going forward. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. 
So obviously that's you know the the, the words of of Zach and um, great to interview. Yeah, great to have absolutely. a conversation with. Yeah, I mean, really enjoyed him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as he says, and a few players have said that he's one of the funniest guys in the team. But yeah, most people seem to think he doesn't speak. I know. I suppose that I don't know. That's me. I, I mean, he, he kind of he did point out that him and Mark appear appear a little quieter, and that's okay. I'm a quiet guy. Are you? Yeah, honestly. I, since, I, since when? I, I'm, a, I'm a quiet guy. I only shout at referees very loudly. Um, um, but other than that, I'm a pretty quiet guy. So be, big up for the quiet guys. Yeah, to be fair, that's fully warranted. Referees deserve... No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, yeah, We should respect our officials. We do. And we do that. And we very show much. our respect by screaming at them every now and again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, hopefully... You know, we kind of our signpost. We signpost right at the stop of the pod that um, an affectionate, because that's what the nicknames are. They're affectionate uh, for Zach. Yeah. Uh, and just hearing back his interview, um, I've come up with a with a nickname for Zach. Well, hopefully it's a hopefully it's a flattering one. Well, I think it is. I'm I'm going to refer to him now as Big Country. Wow. You know, he did say he was a little bit country. Yes, he did. So, and and he's a big player for us. He's a big personality. He's a great player performing. At an excellent level. So to me, um, I'm going to refer to him now as Big Country so, Jackson. Big Country Jackson. Big Country Jackson. I hope the players do realise that when they sit down with you, anything that they <laughs> drop out might end up being their nickname. No, yeah, but there yeah. we go. So we've got Nimble Kimball the Butcher, yeah. Mr. President, Darian Nelson-Henry, Definitely. and Big Country Zach Jackson. But they're all affectionate. They would come from the right place. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I, you know, made me smile when I was listening to the interview was, of course, um, he spoke about, you know, when did you take ball seriously? He's yeah. probably about five. I know. And um, <laughs> what were you doing at five, age five, Greg? Can you remember? Um, it's only a couple of years ago. Prob- probably in sand in the playground, if I'm honest. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, um, I, I just like how he, he said he was getting texts at five, and that meant he was taking the game seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, like. And then, so I guess that means if you're, you know, if you're a young player or a, a, an aspiring player or coach, if you're not getting technicals. Apparently, you're not taking it seriously. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, he did cite. I think he did ring a bell that he'd had a technical in the playoffs last season down at Plymouth. But I barely remember. I mean, I barely remember Zach or Big Country kind of disputing any causes at all you know I would imagine if I was a referee and it's a good job I'm not but if I was I would imagine he's a kind of dream player to, to try to officiate I would imagine yeah I'm sure he's pretty 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 easy I think most players probably are most of the time yeah um, but yeah and, and also pretty, I thought it was pretty nice that obviously he, he highlighted his brother and the influence that he's had mm. Um, on his, you know, basketball journey, I guess, always willing to practice and train with him. So that was pretty nice, a little nod mm. to his brother, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously on Friday, anyone that didn't make the game um, had a, a terrible experience. No, I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to refer to the BBL player experience, and uh, I think you did a great job, Greg. Um, you presented that um, really well, um, and I was impressed actually. The, the, the top of the presentation. Um, I suppose a rematch. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at the game, which is terrible. It's my last, my last double booking. I wasn't there, so uh, I watched it back, and I was impressed with your opening presentation, um, assisted by your kind of hot by Hotshot, hot yeah, the the riders a mascot. And I think I think you missed an opportunity to to drop in. We've actually got a commentator um, and all the information they will 
will be providing will be literally from the horse's mouth. I think you could have done that or said that. Yeah, I mean, possibly. But, I mean, last week uh, you said something about Corey Johnson being part of Giants' arsenal and, uh, you know, you, you mocked me for it. So, uh, you know, I was trying to stick with, <laughs> stick clear of the dodgy jokes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think you did that really well. But uh, when the game got going, you was ably, more than ably assisted by Coach Krumesh Patel. Yeah, Coach Krumesh, I thought it was really good. It was quite excellent. Um, nice to, because obviously, you know, being him, him being a head coach for our WBBL side, and that might you know be a link in a moment, uh, it was quite nice to see how he, he broke down the game, how he yeah. read the game, etc. So yeah. that was really interesting. And, and um, for any fans that were home, it was probably giving them a really good insight as to what's going on and probably why certain things were going on. But as we said, he is the head coach of the WBBL he team. Is. So there was a couple of things, you know, over the weekend. Firstly... In half time, for anyone that's watched the um, BBL player or YouTube um, presentation, there was the quarter final cup draw. There was, yeah. Um, so riders were drawn out as the away team um, Travel- by, by Jim. Yeah, travelling up to uh, Tra- East Midlands Derby. East Midlands Derby, travelling all the way to all the, the way. Wildcats Arena in Nottingham. Yeah, you suggested uh, that was a cost-saving measure and they're going to have to leg it up. Uh, yeah, I think a couple of tandem bikes, yeah, they make it do. no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um, you would have preferred a home game, but if not, this is as, as close as it can get. As good as it gets, yeah. yeah uh, obviously, you know, Javot and Pryor managed to do our former team a favour, pulling them as the home team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it was all fair. It was, you know, purely, purely look of the draw, um, to, to, to use a pun. But, yeah, um, I guess moving on from the, the WBBL draw away at the Wildcats, the WBBL team also travelled up to north of the border to the Caledonia Gladiators and played their women's team before the men's game. Yeah, but that was a crowded bus journey. And um, there and back for two teams travelling on the one bus, I'm guessing. Yeah, really rare that they they travel together. But then it's rare that they're in the same location as each other, to be fair. So, um, yeah, so it was a double header. um, Both WBBL, BBL, same place, same day. Obviously not at the same time. They went back to back. But the WBBL had a different result to the men. They did. Um, So they won. Um, Most impressive thing about the victory for me is that, yeah, they won 68-65. They were down 16 at the half. That's that's impressive to turn that around on the road. Absolutely. So they managed to dig deep, show excellent resilience, composure. Um, but obviously you picked out a player that you, you thought really lit it up. Yeah, I mean, the stats suggest that uh, Alana, have I said that right? Oliana. Oliana. Squires, 26 points. Yeah. So uh, an impressive stat line she produced. Yeah, um, so and that's not, really good. Not the first time we've mentioned her name or pe- pulled her out. Having a fantastic season so far. Definitely. So, yeah. So, again, it's just, just a reminder, really, check out um, the WBBL team and fixtures. And, and if you're able to support them, um, up at they play most of their home games up at the Loughborough Netball Centre. So check that out if you can get up to that. Yeah. They would be appreciative of your support that would be great so they are actually at home go on um this coming saturday 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 so it doesn't okay. clash, clash with any of the men games right. um saturday they are four o'clock tip hosting the cardiff archers okay so that's a nice time on a saturday so if you're not doing anything try and try and shoot up up there the three and one so they've only lost the one game against the lionesses lionesses yeah uh, from london um so that's that's worth checking that out yeah um they're starting the season really well and i'm sure they'll continue to flourish um throughout the season um talking about success um 
we're actually going to move away from that for a moment. Okay, right, go on. Talking what? The BBC Sport Premier League predictions. Right, yeah, I think I think we kind of presented that as a... Last week, I think we talked about it as a, a rider's rumours kind of section. We weren't ever too sure, but it did transpire that both um, Pat and Blake went up against... Christopher Sutton, Chris Sutton from Five Live, well-known footballer, half of the SAS, of course, half of the SAS, and I kind of, I kind of read that on the BBC website, and he claimed to have played a little bit. He's tall enough. Um, he, he claims to have played basketball at a reasonable level in his youth, um, and then got diverted into football, as as many people do in this country. Um, so, how did Blake? Here's a question: How did Blake and Pat do then, Greg? I guess, I guess the first thing, okay, before you come back to me on that, um, things we were posing as questions as last week, it does appear, we weren't sure you know, what their roots were in terms of football, and um, it did transpire that both, I'm going to say this, I'm going to put this quietly, are Manchester United supporters. I won't say, you know, my true thoughts on the opinion because yeah. we, we have a clean rating for the podcast. We do. So, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't, you know... Um, go into that too much but um, I guess a couple, couple of things say like Chris Sutton won um, he did it, oh he claims to have won I see he's tweeted a I think I tried to work it out because the scoring system um, where you get right. 10 points for a correct result 40 points if you get the like, exact score. score yeah so Blake did manage to get an exact score did he, it yeah yeah he um, he correctly predicted Man City 3 Brighton 1 Okay, well, that's, um, that's, but, um, but other than that, he struggled, and and I think one of the reasons he struggles, and I'm not sure he knows football that well. Yeah, go on. There's two reasons for that. You've already mentioned the first. That's he's from Derby, but sports Manchester United. Yes, and the other reason is he didn't pick Leicester to win. I know, shocking. I, I mean, know where you're currently living and who your employer yeah. is. Because, because we can I mean, count, we can count the goals. There was one. There was two. There was three. There was four. There was, yeah, yeah, and. So. Um, and Pat did pick us to win, didn't he? Pat did pick us so to win. So big up to, yeah, to so, Pat. Yeah, so congratulations Pat. Although I think probably Blake probably beat Pat just on the on the fact that he correctly predicted that one score. You get 40 points for that. that is so. a big, that's a big score. So, um, yeah. Talking, talking, we're we moving on from that now. Talking uh, of Blake Bowman. Love Blake Bowman. I thought he played really well, especially against Scotland. Um, I've, you know, I've kind of have this visual impairment. Yeah. Um, that I see doppelgangers. Do you know what that means? I do. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Okay, well, just bear with me. I, I know I go off track sometimes. Lucky like is is probably the kind of um, kind of more common phrase for doppelgangers. Yeah. And um, can you remember I said uh, a couple of weeks and I've talked about um, one of the guys, Sam Hardy from the Bristol Flyers podcast, looking a bit like Joe Scott. You yeah, yeah. I'll, that, I'll yeah. Give, I'll give you that one. That was yeah. that was quite good. And anyone who's not watched their podcast on YouTube, they they do a side by side. And yes. Sam even you know tries to match the pose yeah yeah and actually they ripped off some of our audio track to to do that yeah. so yeah that's worth checking out um what was i saying yes blake bowman i think again i think just my opinion through my poor eyesight is a bit of a a lucky likey for one of my my favorite team if people who know me will your know other this. favorite team my other favorite other favorite team. my nba favorite team is yeah. um the milwaukee bucks yeah and they've got a player on their roster called jordan nora i mean wara nora jordan wara nora yeah, yeah. i mean i i know so most people probably sat there thinking who the else jordan, jordan wara? wara yeah i know exactly who you mean <laughs> um i'll be honest i don't see it <laughs> 
That's because you've not you don't wear glasses like I do. Yeah, I think Jordan Wore is more fake Bowman than Blake Bowman. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll give you that one. But but check that out. Check out the photographs. Let me know what you think. Um, and of course, if you don't have an NBA team, support the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely. So I think Blake Bowman does look like Jordan Wore, and that's my observation so um of course you can have your say on that so um get to us on the socials at riders b-ball especially the twitter hashtag a4r let us know does blake bowman look like jordan Nora? and yeah. if and if if you think he looks like somebody else let us know that as well but keep it clean of course um, yeah, make, yeah, you know yeah. we don't want to offend blake and he's his first year with us yeah yeah um, he's a super guy by the way blake is lovely lad. i was speaking to him literally today such, yeah. a, such an easy guy to have he's, a conversation he's with really nice really nice kid yeah. um but yeah, not knowing much about football. <laughs> but moving on from that, obviously, you know, um, we're a little podcast. We are a little co- podcast. We do, you know, appreciate each and every one for listening. We can yeah. probably list most of you by name because we're that small. Yes. But we're not without power. What do you mean by that, Greg? So me and the BFG, who you BFG. know, a big, a big, a big man within the the podcast, yes. the Leicester Riders podcast scene. Yeah, we actually, um, as part of the Leicester Riders Foundation, took took a group of young people to the Houses of Parliament last Wednesday. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. that sounds it fun. Yeah, it was actually quite interesting. Yeah. Um, Houses of Parliament, the foundation. Yeah, yeah that's it. We, we went round the the, the the House of... We couldn't go into the House of Commons because it was PNQs. Okay, right. Um, but, you know, we got to watch the... You can speak- get medication for that, I think, these days. Yeah, well, yeah, a cream. <laughs> um, takes about 44 days to, to alleviate. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, we got to watch the speaker walk through with the, right. with with the the, the mace that, that that must be in the room. Um, we got to go through the, the House of Lords, right. um, see right. some of the rooms. Do they have the mace in case somebody starts acting behaving you know, and they need to restrain somebody? Use the mace. Is that what you mean? Uh, that, that sort of mace. Apparently, it's a reflection of the the authority they've been given by the royal okay. family. Or so something. it's not spray mace. It's not spray mace. No, okay, right. no. Okay. Um, right. Right. I think they would get out of hand if they're allowed to mace each other in, <laughs> in there. How they go at each I'd other? I'd watch that. Just spray each other I had to watch that um Keir Starmer with whoever is prime minister that week yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess going to that and saying that we've got the power we yes. we went down Wednesday yes by Thursday we'd managed to get a new prime minister she's out she's gone right so are you are you saying that's down to you and the foundation I mean I'm not saying it's down to me in the BFG but right. you know we didn't go Tuesday yes we didn't go Monday we yes. went Wednesday and suddenly she decided she was quitting yeah okay right did you actually meet her no okay Right, so you can't claim it then. The presence was enough. Okay, right, okay. It's good to see, though, that the foundation, you know, is providing opportunities for lots of younger people within Leicester, Leicestershire, and that opportunity to go down to our punishment. Sounds as though that was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a few few personal highlights um, throughout the day. I think the, the House of Parliament actually was really interesting. I wasn't sure how it would go, but it was really cool. We um, got to have a look around a few rooms and learn a bit more about history and Parliament in general. Um, but one of my highlights was actually um, talking about giving young people opportunities they may or may not have. We were driving through. We went, you know, past uh, through a park on the way through, and people riding the horses. And I'm not sure some of the people we had had ever seen people ride horses before. Really? Why are they on that horse's back? <laughs> Wow. Okay. But there but there we go. There uh, you go. Right. Uh, yeah, a fantastic opportunity for them and actually privileged to be a part of. But 
as we're slowly drawing to the end of our podcast, we come to the end of the line for yes. this week. Just a reminder that, again, that you can get to us on the socials, at Riders B-Ball, hashtag A4R. We do see you. Uh, we appreciate you. Yes. Um, you give us reason for coming back every week, so thank you for that. Um, I've been Greg. I've been joined by Mark. This is the Along for, for the Ride podcast. That's our name.